Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. I think that's how you know you're in the right space. When you reach a perceived image of success and you still want to keep going, not out of desperation, but because you know there's more work to be done and that you're the one to step up and do it. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Have you ever caught yourself in the middle of an internal conversation where you're actually talking yourself out of doing something that you feel really strongly drawn to do? I think if we're really all being honest, we have at some point or another. And no, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm speaking from experience here. But most times when I've had this inner back and forth of should I, shouldn't I, it's because I know deep down what I want to do, but I've heard other voices in my head telling me why I shouldn't or why I'm not qualified or why I'll probably fail. By other voices, it might be a parent or a teacher who held you back or put you in a box for some reason. It could be a friend or mentor who once whispered your deepest insecurity out loud, proving that you were right about yourself all along. It could also just be society as a whole, the messaging we're consuming, the people we're allowing to influence our lives on the internet. As progressive as we're becoming, there are still things that don't seem as acceptable to our world as a whole, and all of that can easily hold you back from your dreams if you let it. You might have seen my viral Instagram post a couple years ago all about this. I had posted a photo of Drew and I on the beach in our swimsuits, and if you've seen us or this photo, you might know that I'm shaped a little curvier, and he's got a six-pack, and I shared in this caption about how I once got a DM from someone asking how I could possibly get a guy like him. That question, it stemmed all kinds of insecurities because to me, it meant that people out there couldn't accept us as an equally matched couple since I didn't look as in shape as he does. I felt unworthy and torn down in that moment when I read that message and I shared how it made me feel in a caption. 
mixed with a little casual clapback, of course. I also shared that, thank God, I have someone like Drew as my partner who's only affirmed me and made me feel whole and beautiful since day one of our relationship. And that post ended up catching a lot of traction because honestly, I think it was refreshing for people to see me be honest about my own internal dilemma, my own limiting beliefs that I've worked so very hard to push past, but that sneak in with the drop of a DM. Because lo and behold, guess what? We all have these insecurities, these voices that come at us in the form of external messaging and then internal reminders again and again and again. Beyonce, Brene Brown, Britney Spears, you and I, we all deal with it because spoiler alert, it's sort of a piece of the deal with being a human being. But the thing is, we don't all know how to recognize our limiting beliefs and then decide to move past them in a healthy way in order to fulfill the great things we're meant to do while we're here on this world. That in and of itself is the more challenging work, but also the most rewarding work. And so today I want to walk you through five of the most common limiting beliefs that everyone, but women especially, encounter and how to move past them and continue on your journey with being the most confident, most happy, free version of you and empowering others along the way. Let's get into the most common limiting beliefs that we all face at some point. Are you ready? Thanks to Gusto for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits for small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Meg. Get three months for free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Whether you just subscribed today or you've been a subscriber from day one, I owe you the biggest thank you ever. As a gift to show my gratitude, I created my work from home resource guide filled to the brim with what you need to make working from home the most effective, productive work time ever. Get all the details to claim your free guide at jennacutcher.com slash golddiggerinsider. That's jennacutcher.com slash golddiggerinsider. I'll see you there. Number one. I am not worthy of getting paid to do what I love. I think this belief is born because of the age that we're currently in. I know my parents' generation had commonly held belief that you need to go to college and then work for one company, gain seniority, get the benefits, climb the corporate ladder until you retire at the age of 65. I mean, I don't know about you, but that concept is practically foreign nowadays. I can't imagine staying in one place for an entire career, and that's because our current opportunities for employment and entrepreneurship are at an all-time high. Online job searching and career networking via social media has made it possible to move from job to job until you find the one that fits or you simply decide to start your own business instead. But I still see so many entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs mainly, who struggle with monetizing their passions. It's like because they enjoy something, it would be wrong to get paid for it. Like they feel bad charging a certain amount or downplay their offer because the truth is your passions don't feel like work a lot of the time. So instead, we tend to undercharge, work for free, do favors, or believe that it's wrong to get paid to do what we love. It's like we carry this guilt every time we send out our prices or an invoice or feel like a fraud for collecting money for something that just comes naturally to you or it's flat out fun. And I get it because money can mean so much more than just being a number in your bank account or cash in your wallet. It signifies freedom and independence. It's the foundation for propelling yourself forward into your dreams and using it to invest in yourself. It's a sign that you don't need to rely on anyone else to take care of you. Not your parents, not your spouse, not a loan or a crummy boss or an ex. 
Making your own money is this empowering, beautiful thing with so many emotions attached to it. So no wonder we often get caught up in how to price our items or services when we feel like our goods are second nature. We downplay our pricing or undervalue our time because at the core, we struggle with worthiness. Your gifts and talents are so unique to you and so very special that you should feel capable of charging a premium rate because they're that standout. Don't you forget it. Number two, I am as afraid of being successful as I am of failing. What would you do if all your dreams came true? Would you finally be happy or would you panic and wonder what's next? So many of us think that we fear failure, which we know, by the way, is an essential part of pursuing great things. But in reality, we'd rather prove ourselves right that of course we'd fail instead of becoming a massive success. Success holds as much weight, if not more than failure itself. You wonder with success if you'll become a bigger target or if you'll fall harder whenever things get difficult after reaching some mega milestone. Women tend to be more afraid of success than failure because they think it might open them up to criticism, judgment, and public failure too. We so desperately hate to imagine what the masses would really think of us, and we don't want to hear from haters or naysayers or critics. And so we continue to play just small enough that we don't utilize the full potential that we're capable of. And then there's the questions of where do you go if you actually reach the level of success you can only dream of, and worse, if you reach it and you're still not happy. I'm a walking, talking example of this. I could have never imagined that I'd be where I am right now. And sure, I've always been ambitious and I've always gone for more, but I had no clue in my early entrepreneur days as a wedding photographer that it could possibly lead to all of this. But I can tell you, even though I've reached higher levels than I ever anticipated, I haven't and I don't plan to stop. I think that's how you know you're in the right space when you reach a perceived image of success and you still want to keep going, not out of desperation, but because you know there's more work to be done and that you're the one to step up and do it. Success is not free of its challenges. I've read the comments from people who only have nasty things to say about me online. I've seen DMs and comment threads of assumptions about me and my family. But at the end of the day, they're drops in the ocean compared to all the people who have educated and shared resources with so that they can imperfectly chase their dreams too. Failure sucks, yes, but are you holding yourself back from success because you're not sure you could handle all that could come with it? Success is not something, I repeat, it is not something to be afraid of if you're pursuing it with a goal to impact and help and lift up others greatly. Number three, we're told that we're too much and that we're not enough in the same breath. I spoke about this in the Gold Digger episode where Ed Milet interviewed me. If you haven't listened to it, you can scroll back. It's number 304. And we talk about everything under the sun from being true to yourself to infertility, relationship boundaries, work, and so much more. But one thing that I shared with him is that I feel this constant pressure to strike a perfect balance. As women, it's easy to feel like we're too much of something, too strong, too bold, too ambitious, too strategic, while simultaneously feeling like we're not measuring up, like we're too much. And at the same time, we're not good enough, not worthy enough, not beautiful enough, not skinny enough, not smart enough. Like it is so complex being a woman, right? 
In this episode with Ed, he said, wow, men never get asked to be less and be more. They don't even consider those thoughts. And I'm like, yep, Ed, welcome to our world. But really, I know I'm not alone. And I know other women are nodding along with me, feeling the same tug to be everything to everyone at all times, while also playing small enough to not overstep your boundaries. And it's simply exhausting, right? But when I drill down into it and get really quiet with myself, which let's be honest, it doesn't happen enough, I can hear my own voice so much better. It's usually gentler than that inner mean girl's voice, but it's there. And my voice is the thing that guides what I do in my business, my brand, and how I choose to show up both online and in real life. If you're feeling like you're too much and you're not enough in the same breath, I urge you to try to get quiet, even if it's just for a few minutes. Just sit down somewhere without a phone or a computer in your face and breathe and ask yourself, how do I need to show up well for myself, my family, and my community today? What are my gifts and how can I share them with the world in a unique way that only I can? What do I know to be true about myself and my identity? And when the messaging is confusing you or tugging you away from the greater call, just remember that a lot of the messaging that's repeating in your head is really your deepest insecurities on replay. Chances are no one else is even thinking about what you're fearing or paying attention like you think they are. Everyone is so deep in themselves that they hardly have time to devote even a few minutes to think about you. So let's take that fact and free you from the anticipated judgment and unlock you to get out and do what you were called to do. Whatever you've been told about who you are, the impact you have, or the path you're on in the past, it does not need to dictate where you are going right now in this very moment. I know that the fear of judgment is so strong and can easily control our thoughts and actions, but simply checking in with you and being aware of who is in the driver's seat of your life helps to quiet all the pleas and pulls in different directions. Number four, I am not an expert. (laughs) I cannot tell you how many times I've heard this from wannabe entrepreneurs, coaches, educators. I mean, hello, who here really feels like an expert? I mean, I get it. Just like we feel fear to get paid for our gifts and talents, those gifts are also often too close for us to recognize them as a valuable asset to be able to share and to teach others. Like, who am I to do that, right? Who are you not to do that? It's called being too close to your genius, and it can be easy to get all cozied up with yours and not realize that this is the thing that could be changing your life and the lives of so many others. Those things that come naturally to you, that's not by mistake or happenstance. That's your passions and the passions you should be sharing with the world. You don't need to hit a certain metric or have a specific amount of followers or email list subscribers or have 37 testimonials for your skill. You don't have to have a certification degree or any other sort of permission to go after your dreams. We're always looking for qualifications, boxes to check. We desire to feel perfectly ready and prepared before jumping into something new. And especially these days, it's so easy to get caught up in the comparison game and to look at all the other people out there already doing doing what you want to do. Like if we are all waiting to be experts, we'd be waiting forever. How can we possibly measure up to the standards that we set for ourselves? But here's the thing. No one has your exact experience. No one has your specific background. No one else has your humor, your wit, your relatability, your stories, your wins, your lessons learned. 
The very you-ness that comprises you is exactly what sets you apart. And that's not something to take lightly. We take for granted the quirks and details that make us different because hello, so much of our lives are spent wanting and trying and yearning to fit in. Playing up your uniqueness might be scary, but it's the one thing that will gain traction with people who need to learn from you. Your dream audience, your clients, your customers, or community, they need to hear your exact experiences and outlook, and they're waiting. They're just waiting for you to simply show up. Stop believing the lie that you're not ready or you're not an expert. You are an expert at the life that you've already lived and the life that you're creating. Okay, fellow small business owners, it's time for a team huddle. How are you feeling? Anybody else ready to go back to business as usual? I'm in the trenches alongside of you and to say it's been a challenging time is the understatement of the decade. Can I offer you my biggest learning moment over these past few weeks of uncertainty? Systems are key. Get your systems in place now so that you're ready to get back to business as usual when all of this is over, except you can be even better. When it comes to filing taxes, running payroll, figuring out benefits, HR, and more, try Gusto. Gusto is an easy online payroll benefits and HR platform built for modern small businesses with all the management tools that you need in one spot. Gusto automatically files and pays all sales, local, and federal payroll taxes, plus the fast, easy-to-run payroll includes W-2s and 1099s for your team, as well as tools to manage health benefits, 401ks, and more for almost any budget. On average, running payroll with Gusto takes just 11 minutes. Get your systems in place so that you can get back to doing what you love. Get three months for free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Test it out at gusto.com slash gold digger. Are you a gold digger podcast subscriber? If so, I've got a little gift for you. If you just signed up, you just did one of the simplest, most important things that you can do to support this show. And if you've subscribed since episode one, thank you. This podcast is both a labor of love and one of the biggest ways that I get to live out my mission. So having you tune in every single week is the best gift that you can give me. Since you helped the show by clicking that subscribe button, I am so excited to help you out with my brand new work from home resource guide. You'll get my exact five-step process for working from home, the exercise my coach led me through to prioritize the right things, a printable daily planner to keep you on track, the exercise I make my entire team do every single day, a to-do list you can use for your kiddos if you have them, my strategy to check if you're being as efficient as possible, and what to do when you feel out of control. To claim your guide, follow the steps at jennacutcher.com slash golddiggerinsider. It's simple. Just subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Take a screenshot of your subscriber status and email it over to us at support at jennacutcher.com. Again, all of the details to claim your thank you gift are at jennacutcher.com slash golddiggerinsider. That's jennacutcher.com slash golddiggerinsider. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I hope you enjoy this free goodie created with you in mind. Now, number five might not apply to everyone, but hear me out here. Number five, I can't be a good mother and have a good career. Or if you've been a stay-at-home mom and put everyone first, you may not even feel worthy of passions outside of your kids or your family. I recently was listening to Barbara Corcoran's podcast, and she was talking about how all moms are miserable. Hear me out, even if you're not a mom. 
all of the working moms are walking around feeling guilty that they weren't with their kids more. And all of the stay at home moms are feeling guilty that they weren't out there earning money and building a career. Like what? There's a whole lot of mom guilt happening. And it's true. I see it in my life. I felt this limiting belief that I can't do both things while so hard this year as I balance motherhood and my business. So I know how nasty this gremlin is. It's telling you that you're not doing enough as a mom or in your work. It's easy to feel like we're behind in business stuff. And if we ever give ourselves the chance to finally catch up, then we're neglecting our motherhood responsibilities in some way. I don't know if there's ever going to be a perfect balance struck with this. And maybe that's the point that we don't need to achieve balance because it's not really possible to achieve it every day over and over again. There's never going to be a perfect balance, but what we can do is acknowledge when we're feeling mom guilt or dropping the ball in business guilt. I made that one up because it's so a thing in my world. And then we can do what we can with what we have. Isn't that what entrepreneurship in life is all about? Doing what we can with what we have. So if you have two hours to focus on work, then be fully there. Stay present with what you have to work on. And when time's up and you have to go back into mom mode, then close up the business shop and be all in with the mom thing. Now, this whole presence thing is totally a practice and I've absolutely not nailed it yet, but I'm trying. And I think that's all you can expect from yourself too. Be gracious with yourself as you practice being all in one thing at a time, especially for us as women when we want to be multitaskers. And if you feel yourself rushing or bashing yourself for not doing enough or not being there for enough bedtimes or not achieving enough, just quietly remind yourself that guess what? You're only human. You're doing the best you can. And that is perfectly enough every single time. So I want to know, did any of these hit you today? Have you heard your mind talking you out of a dream or a pursuit with one of these sneaky beliefs? If I'm being honest, I've dealt with each of them in varying times in my life, sometimes even all at once. And there are so many more limiting beliefs that can plague us from taking action. I'm too late. I missed my window. I'm too old to learn. I don't know enough. Somebody's already doing it. I'm scared to start. What will people think? What if I change my mind? What if I fail? To really move past them, I found the first and best step is to acknowledge these sentiments for what they are. They're not truth. They're not your intuition warning you. They're not your internal guiding force. They're called limiting beliefs for a reason because they're holding you back from your potential and they've been so ingrained in your brain that you believe them to be true for you. On the Brene Brown documentary on Netflix, she shares this bit where she starts a sentence off with these words. The story I'm telling myself right now. And I've adopted this practice because when I start to hear the nasty narrative creeping in, I'll use that sentence and complete it, which usually reveals an ego problem I'm having or an insecurity I'm worried about revealing. Try it out sometime. I swear it helps. The story I'm telling myself right now is. So how do you change this narrative? For me, after I realize the limiting belief that continues showing up, it helps for me to write down a list of very real, accurate truths that I know to be true, the guidelines of my life. So when a limiting belief is telling me that I can't possibly be a present loving mom or a kick-ass business owner, I write a list with things like, I am capable of loving my daughter and being an example for her. I am worthy of growing my business with grace and passion and grit. I am able to ask for help where I need it. I don't need to be the perfect mom or the perfect business owner. I am doing the best I can with what I have. I will mess up and I will rebound. I know I have surrounded myself with people who care about me, my family, and my business, and so on and so forth. 
So what are the truths that you know you can fall back on when those insecure beliefs continue popping up? I'd love to encourage you to write down your own list of truths and to look at it at least once a day to remember the real beliefs that you hold to be true in your life and for your future. Doing this simple, small practice can literally change what you think and allow you to eventually let go of whatever limiting beliefs affect you the most. Literally, you are able to rewire your brain with these statements when you sit down and you write them down every single day. You will sincerely start to believe them and those limiting belief voices will start to fade away. At the end of the day, we all have fears and doubts that hold us back from the businesses and the lives we wish we could create. But at the same time, I also know how powerful our minds are. And there are ways to reframe your mindset to embrace the things you know to be true and right and good in your world. Allow those to guide you through your daily decisions and actions because those are the things that matter and will help you navigate all of the highs and the lows that you encounter. Gold diggers, I want to hear a statement that you know to be true about you and your life. Head to Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast and tell me, stand firm in that foundation and that belief. And let's watch the comments be filled with empowering sentiments that we can claim as our own so that those other voices fade away. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals because you are worthy and able and capable and enough to do so. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 